Blog Talk Radio. I pretty much see this 
whole Urban Coalition Freelance Writers because I wanted to put out a positive message, educate the community, and uplift, you know, just just the positive that's going around. So many times we, you know, talk about the negative and we focus on the negative, but yet um, we don't want to come out here and promote what's going on, the good things that are going on in the community. So I really want to thank everybody that's been supporting us since 2008. Uh, we just started to show roughly about two years ago, but we've, as far as the Urban Coalition of Freedom as far as we've been around since 2008, uh, we've done many video commentaries, we've done just all kinds of good things, but we're going to start doing more educating, you know, and, and uplifting in the community. So, um, and also while we're at it, I just want to put this bug out there early. Um, if you are if you are a um, non-for-profit or organization or you have um, an effort that you're trying to to do as far as, like, um, helping out needy, needy families or the homeless or whatever in the community, especially around Thanksgiving, we really want to talk to you because we want to um, pretty much um, interview the people and put, put people out there and promote people that are trying to give back to the community. So, um, once again, my name is Seneca Harris. You can look me up on Facebook or you can email me at S E Harris H S S E H A R R I S zero two at gmail dot com. And um if you just want to help out in general, just um or you want to be a part of the show or you have a an expertise that you would like to, you know, lend us, you know, we were always up for um people that are willing to help out with the cause. So just feel free to uh, Send an email to that address, and uh, that's pretty much it. That's pretty much it. We're gonna go to, you know, we get our groove on and stuff like that, you know, as we always do. But something that we're gonna do differently this show or this season, I should say, we're gonna start out this show with an inspirational song. You know what I'm saying? We're gonna we're gonna do a little gospel here at the, you know, at the beginning of each show because we we really want to start things off right. We want to kick the show off in a positive direction. And I believe, you know, when you put God first, I think everything falls into place. So we're going to always start off the show with a little positive number, but today we're going to start off this show with um, one of my favorite artists coming up, because I'm really into the gospel music community and the scene. Um, we're going to start off the show with James Hall. He has a new CD out. Some of you guys know who James Hall is. He has a new CD out. Um, Back down memory lane. So, um, in this particular song, is God is in control, and he this is a remake of a song that he did back in the early '90s. So they just you know put a little little bounce to it, a little little techno kind of like dance, kind of like track behind it. So you know you know let me know what y'all think, and if you guys have like an inspirational song or request that you would like to be played, just send us your request, music, whatever you want to hear. hear played on this show, you can do that. You know what I'm saying? This is about the community and what y'all want. So we're going to go to this quick song, and then after that, we're going to um, jump into some other music and stuff, and then um, as soon as Michael get in here, we're just going to go through our content. We're going to hit things point by point, story by story, and we're going to let y'all go early tonight. So we, we're going to try to get out of here by 1230, but you know how it is. We get in here, we start talking and all that stuff. Ain't no telling what... <laughs> What time are we going to get out here? But I plan on getting all this content um, 
uh, completed by 12.30. So keep it locked. We're going to go to our first song, and we will be back momentarily. I'm to tell you! 
Um, let's go up to the line and um, get him in here. Good. So, good evening. We're back. All right. I think I think this is a better show than I really got a better feeling about it. Everything's back running normal. You know, but we're not gonna dwell in the past. We just we just gonna act like that didn't happen on Monday. <laughs> There's a lot of things that happened. I just you know, I got a lot of your emails and text messages after the show. And we're just gonna leave it at that. Problem solved. Huh? Problem solved. Yeah, problem solved. You know, so I don't know, you just live and learn and you just go with the flow sometimes. Have to, you know, learn from your mistakes and keep it moving. That's just that's the best thing I can say. <sighs> so, what are we up first with tonight? <clears throat> well, like I said, we're gonna move through this um, pretty quick. We're gonna go through point by point, um, and, and and story by story. We're just gonna hit it and quit it <laughs> in late terms, I should say. Um, tonight we're going to have plenty to talk about We're going to break it up a little bit um, We're going to talk about Bill O'Reilly and Sarah Palin And how, you know, they are pretty much all, you know, kind of like Backing down and being like, wow, you know, they're kind of backing away from Romney And they're, you know, pretty much using him as a scapegoat And, and they said he's not really coming hard enough for Obama So we're going to get to that story we're going to talk about uh, Libya and how um, Romney's comments kind of, you know, he, he kind of like says some things. He kind of uh, made public commentary before he had all his facts straight. He tried to come, tried to come for Barack Obama, but it kind of backfired on him. And today's polls are are indicating that Barack Obama is pretty much. Like he he has a wide margin on um, Romney, so we're gonna to get to that, and also later on in the hour, we're going to discuss. We're gonna get back on that story that we left off on about grinder fees and increase in usage. We're gonna get on that. I have a, a an article to actually read about that, which is, is you know kind of you know a little kind of like a lighthearted, not lighthearted, but you know kind of a little humorous. Twist to put in here And also Let's see what else we have to talk about We're going to talk about also. I hope I get the chance to touch on Why women Aren't leaning towards The Republican Party Why are they leaning more towards Barack Obama and the Democratic Party We're going to talk about that And uh, pretty much different Demographic groups You know what, what, what party offers the most For different Democrats Demographic group So we're going to try to hit on all this um, Within the hour So um, I got in touch with DeAndre She claims she might come through So we'll see But anyways we're going to start off with you Michael did you have anything that you wanted to throw in there Or you wanted to start off with Or you know you wanted to kick things off Uh, No not really That I could think of I know that I was just prepared for the topics We had tonight So Okay Yeah, and also I just wanted to, before we even start about that, kind of like on the entertainment beat, there's been a lot of celebrity hoax, like like death hoaxes and stuff like that, 
one of which I thought, you know, I would bring to like, you know, um, the guy that played Carlton off the Fresh Prince of Bel Air. There were rumors like that he had died, and there were several other celebrities that they said had died and stuff like that. Yeah, but I don't heard. believe the hype because all that's pretty much untrue. I think Morgan Freeman was one of them that I heard. Yeah, too. he was one of them. Yeah, he was one of them. And it's just it's just sickening that people are trying to bury people and put them in the grave before their time. It's just I didn't I don't I don't find anything humorous about it. What what's the point about that? You know what's what's the point of that? What is it like no. the paparazzi of social media or something? Or yeah, probably you know you know how social media. I mean, and the thing that's just the thing about social media today, which we're gonna probably do a show on that later on this season, how social media can be, uh, it can be good or, or it can be damning, you know, depending on what it is. I mean, it's, it's been a lot of movement, social movements, a lot of positive things that have came out of uh, social media, but also we see things like, like this situation right here. Um, it's just, I mean, where social media can just be, you know, damning on a person's, like, reputation, or it can be used to spread silly rumors around, just silly stuff like that. So we're going to get on that later on this week, I mean, this season. I really want to touch on that because social media is growing, um, and I think a lot of people don't realize the consequences behind using it in a negative manner. So, yeah. So, with that being said, let's jump into um, the RNC and the DNC coverage. We're going to talk about that. I really want to discuss the the, the uh, key points of those two conventions, and um, I want to kind of compare them and, and, and pretty much talk about the authenticity of both of the people, you know, both parties, and just how I noticed, like, with the, the Democratic Party, like, there was more of a representation of the quote-unquote melting pot of society versus the, the, the Republican National Convention, where I, I didn't see that contrast. I didn't see, you know, you know, they're, they're a party that's trying to be innovative, but I don't, I didn't see that representation and the audience. And I didn't know if you felt that way, Michael, or did you notice that or what? Well, pretty much every time I've seen the cameras span around at the RNC, I just kept seeing the same thing over and over. I didn't see a whole wide assortment of demographics. I really didn't. And I don't know. I'm just going to put. I'm just going to step out and say this because you know I just keep it real. I just kind of felt by the vibe of of the the Republican National Convention, I kind of felt, I hate saying this, but it felt like a Ku Klux Klan rally, a modern-day, <laughs> modernized Ku Klux Klan. And I'm going to tell you why, because there was some events or there was some um, some alleged events that happened um, around surrounding that convention. Like they were saying how there was a um, black um, news anchor that was assaulted by, I don't know who it was exactly, but they said they threw some nuts at her and said, this is how we feed the animals, and just all kind of, like, things that were said. Yeah, I read the article. Supposedly the people weren't anyone of, like, high significance. 
mm-hmm. and they were supposed. I think she was a, an, a technical assistant or something. She was gathering up electrical cords. Yeah, uh, something like that. Yeah. They had thrown peanuts at her and said, "This is how we feed the animals." And supposedly, after a short amount of time, the RNC tossed them out. But I don't know why it took so long. I mean, simple throw them so, out. As far as what, so, from what you read, did they condemn that, or was it just one of those things? Yeah, they did like, condemn that. Okay. And they did be throw fair. the people out of the convention. Yeah, okay. We, but still, it does, does not give a good look to what you guys are trying to promote. No, it doesn't. So I don't know. It's very disheartening to hear that. And um, But from what I've seen from the Democratic Committee, I just had more, it just seemed more, I had, it just seemed more of a positive, uh, speaking like a positive energy. Mm-hmm. Um, it really, Renewed my 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 uh, sense of what America is really about and what we were founded on. Just seeing just different groups of people, like in, in demographics of people in the audiences, in the audience, like just you know cheering on rock and not only just the rock, but just the American dream, you know. And it just made me feel really good to kind of renew my um, hope for America. You know what we can do and what we can achieve, and I really wanted to uh, first and foremost give uh, kudos to Barack Obama's wife because it just seemed like she—you could tell she really loved her husband. She loves what he's trying to do for the country, and it's not—and you know—and they really came from both came from an environment where. Um, they didn't have much, and they but they achieved the American dream. And I'm, I'm hoping that thought we can go to the lines. There's someone um, online. We're going to see if they have a question or a comment. Um, caller 828, um, do you have a question or a comment, or are you just listening at this point? I'm just listening, my brother. All right. Anytime you want to jump in, just let, let us know. We're going to be here. Uh, we want to thank you for calling in tonight. Um, but like I said, right now we're really discussing the um, the Democrat and the Republican um, national conventions. We're comparing both of them, and and pretty much getting back to the point I was making, I kind of felt that uh, I really enjoyed the speech that Bill Clinton gave. You know, like I said, he's still on it. He's sharper than ever, ever I think. You know what I'm saying? And he kind of said what Rock wanted. I think he wants to say, but he know you know Barack's trying to keep it cool right now. But you know, if you want a pit bull for the uh, for the Democratic National Convention, I think they picked the right person. Oh, absolutely. I mean, Bill's always been notorious for being a person that gives a speech and tends to veer off the subject a little bit and run over in time. And you know, that's just Bill Clinton. That's just how he's always been. But he uh, he got on a pretty good tangent there, and when he did, he I certainly think that he uh, took everybody to school and really was showing out the higher aspects of improving his points very well. Yeah, I, I think he put his all in there. I think he he, he threw in the whole house and the kitchen sink and everything else that <laughs> along with it. You know, he 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 gave you 
he gave you everything and some, you know, and I, that's kind of what I, I, I appreciated about his speech. You know, he really drove the point home. Like you said, he might he might veer off to to never never land sometime. But the thing about it is, like he hit them points. He hit everything that needed to be hit. Right. You know, he chewed from people. Yeah, a new butthole. <laughs> you know. Well, you know, and if you're looking really, at people that want to really talk and make reference to the economy, what works, what doesn't, who are they going to find in the 21st century that's going to know more and can have more credibility on the economy than Bill Clinton? Exactly. And he made that point. Like, you know, uh, and, he, and I'm glad he brought that point home that, hey, when we started out with this thing, we had a surplus Plus, when I left office. You know, and, and you know, and, and, and the question I want to know is, where's Bush at? Where's Bush? We have not seen or heard from him. Well, you know, it's always During this whole entire election season. You know, it's always typical at conventions that you would bring in your most recent sitting president from your party to speak. But if they're trying to focus on healing an economy, huh, I don't think that Mr. Uh, our former President Bush has got much to say. He's just going to be play smart and shut the hell up and lay low. Exactly. And I think that that was a very strategic thing that they did. I think that was very actually helped them out because, like, it's like they say, out of sight, out of mind. But I mean, you know, I, I think with him having it having it there, I mean, they would that party would have been because of. I mean, it would have been it would have been a, a lot more difficult for them to, you know, what I'm saying like I don't know. I, I, I think it was a lot easier for the, the Democrats to attack the Republicans. I said, here's the man right here that's the cause of, you know, one of the major uh, causes of this recession or, or, or this um, what we're trying to get over right now. Yeah. I think we're getting some heavy feedback somewhere. I think it's our call. I'm gonna put this I'm gonna put the lines on mute. And uh caller, um we're gonna get back with you in a minute and see if you have something um to add if you, if that's okay with you. That's fine. Okay. I think that should fix the problem. All right. Um, so I didn't know if you had anything else to add to the um, convention coverage. Not really. I think that's pretty much about it. You know, just the fact that when you listen to the actual formerly endorsed platform of the Republican Party, I hear an awful lot of no's where when I listen to the formal platform of the Democratic Party, I don't hear a whole lot of no's. I hear more of empowering people instead of stopping people. Yeah. It's about what you can do and what you can do, what you can't do, uh, what, you know, uh, what you should do, what you can't do with your body, what you can do. I mean, it's just, it's always these limitations. It's like it's a bunch of dudes don't. You you know, that's what it, it's right. what it feels like, a lot of limitations, you know. 
and I, I agree with you on that, which I want to kind of um, segue into our next topic, you know, kind of relating to that um, as far as um, the Republican Party and who 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 are they trying to cater to? And do you think that, you know, with their, their current, you know, track record, do you think they're really trying to cater to um, more minorities? I mean, or especially women, like we've seen like in the past three weeks how a lot of um, things have came up about or discussion have, have came up about abortion and stuff like that. And, you know, pretty much dictating to women what they should do with their bodies and, and, and if they should carry what they should carry and who, you know what I'm saying? It's just, it's just like, it's a very male, um, male dominated, dominated, yeah, dictated, egocentric, yeah, kind of, uh, party. Like, you know, you, you see how, I don't know. It's just like, you you have to keep in mind we're not living in like you would say, like leave it to Beaver days. You right. know this is not we are living. No, and like we talked about the other night, I got nothing against Warden June Cleaver. You know if you can afford to live that way and you're happy that way, great, wonderful. I'm happy for you, but it's only a certain and a minority of the population, and it's a very slim minority of the population that can live like that. Exactly. And to me, I really have a problem, regardless if you're pro-life or not, I I really have a problem with someone dictating to someone else what they should do with their body, and and dictating to them if they should carry a rapist child or if you're a product of incest, you know, if you're pregnant due to a, a product of incest, I, I have a problem with someone dictating to anyone, or you know, I mean, any woman that she should she should carry that child. Right, and I bet you, if it's a member of their party that was, you know, a member a victim of rape or incest, I bet you a member of their party wouldn't carry it. <laughs> I bet you you won't. <laughs> you let their um, yeah. You let that fifteen-year-old daughter get get raped or molested by somebody in the family, or raped by some creep off the street. You think they're gonna let her carry that baby? Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And if any of them will say that, they're telling a the damn lie. I'm sorry. This is how I feel. Yep. We will go back to our call and see if. You know what their political view is on um, rape or um, or um, if they're pro life or not. Caller, we're back. Um, we just wanted to ask you a quick question, and you don't have to answer if you want. We just, you know, just try to engage some conversation. Um, what is your political stance on pro life? Or you know, abortion in general. What, what is your uh, stance on that? Well, if uh, you want to know, it's no big deal. You know me. It's Jr. Uh, I know Jr. <laughs> you don't. Uh, you don't want to say it. Uh, <laughs> we, well, we, we know you're gonna keep it real. That's right. 
Hey, yeah, me personally, I do believe uh, I am against abortion. Now, mm-hmm. with that being said, I, this is my stance on the whole political abortion argument, okay? And that's this. If God gave us the free will to choose, each person should have the free will to choose. Just because I'm against it does not mean that I will enforce someone that's for it to be for, you know, against it as well. Okay. All right, all right. So um, do you think, what do you have to say about, uh, what, what would you say to any any woman that is there in limbo right now? Like what, what in your opinion, what part do you think offers them more? Because I've, I've talked to you before, Jr. and I know you, you're kind of like towards, you, you're a mixture of everything. You're more towards, leaning more towards libertarian, right? Yeah. And see, that's yeah. what I want to do. I, I really need you to come back on um, a show I'm going to do in the next couple of weeks discussing the libertarian party because I, we really don't know much about them. Now, is it, this is kind of a preview of what we're going to talk about. I have a good question. So, with the Libertarian Party, is it more, because me and Michael was discussing this recently, is it more like socially you guys are more liberal, but like as far as like policies and government and stuff like that, you, you're more conservative as far as spending and all that stuff? Well, every person in the Libertarian Party is absolutely different, just like they are in every other party. But the one thing that we agree on is that the government shouldn't have as much of a say-so as they actually do, you know? Mm-hmm. So uh, fiscally spending, you know, uh, on fiscal expenditures, yes, we're very conservative as far as that. And mm-hmm. it goes all the way across the board from government agencies to how much the government spends overseas. Now, you know, at the same token, we also believe that we should take care of our own before we take care of anybody else. Okay. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, okay. we should be taking care of our homeless and our starving here in this country before we worry about those abroad. And, 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 I, and I agree with that. I, I agree with that. Um, J.R., hold that thought. Um, we have another caller that just called in. Um, Caller nine three eight. Do you have a comment or a question, or are you just listening at this point? Call nine three eight seven two. I mean, are you just listening, or are you just um, got a comment? Okay, I think they're just listening. But yeah, um, I I agree with you, Jr. I, I do. There's some things. I mean, as you would say, Michael, I'm. You're more of a quote unquote. Blue Dog Republican, is that what you call No, Blue Dog Democrat. No, Republican. Yeah, more the Blue Dog Democrat. I'm pretty well in line with a lot of the Democratic policies, except I do tend to lean more on a conservative and, like Jared said, a smaller government type of approach. Yeah, and I believe, okay, this is my, my particular belief. I believe that, you know, I, I agree with all that, and I do think that we need smaller government. And I think, or I think, certain programs need to be revamped and looked at. 
like I, I believe, but I, I do believe some certain social programs are needed. Um, I, I believe that, you know. Sure. I agree with you. I, I, I believe they're definitely needed, like especially in these days and times. But I think they need to be, re, I mean, they need to be looked at. They need to be revamped because I think a lot of times people, uh, they they get on these programs and they they misuse them. And they abuse them, and really, you can't get mad at the people because if, if you know, if you get people an inch, they gonna take them out. You see what I'm saying? Exactly. So this this is what I'm saying. I think certain programs need to be looked at and need to be prevented, like food stamps. Let me tell you something. We gonna get on this real quick. We got another caller three three one. Do you got a question or comment? Because we talk, we about to talk about these these trifling people. They get on these food stamps and that misuse them. And I know, um, I know you got something to say. Or you just I'm listening listen. right now? I'm listening right now. Girl, let me tell you something. And this is what makes me mad because there's this one girl I work with, and I'm just, you know, I ain't gonna put no names out there. This is what I'm saying. I'm, I'm all for government programs and assistance and stuff like that. But let me tell you something. What makes me mad is how you. Coming to work, talking, bragging, talking about how you got all these kids and you you get all this public assistance, and uh, what you do with the food stamps, you bring all these grown ass people food every day. You bring them in there a buffet to work every day. They they send up up all your food. Your kids probably at home starving. You see these grown ass men and women, trifling ass people. And you know, and if you don't bring them up to me, and they want to get mad and and damn near cuss you out. But you sit up here bringing in all this food like it's a buffet, old country buffet. <laughs> no, I'm like, I just I don't get this. I, I just, I just, is it just me or I mean, you talking about you get all these food stamps? Okay, if you getting food stamps, you need to go feed your children. That's right. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I just I got a problem with that. You know, like I said, I don't have a problem. That's why I said I'm a Democrat, but, like, in certain things, I think the government needs to tighten up on. Um, I think a lot of people, and like I said, you really can't even blame the people because if you give these people an inch, they're going to take them out. That's how I feel about it. Absolutely. I, I mean, me personally, I'm a firm believer in that if you're going to collect from these social services, you should be subject to your analysis. You know, they, mm-hmm. some of these people, and I know some firsthand, you know, are sitting there collecting all the way across the board, but yet they ain't got no money. But yet all of a sudden it comes to get getting their smoke on and doing other things, <laughs> getting their drink on. Hey, that's the right. watch right there. You know, the floor's off fact. Coming out, cash is raining. <laughs> mm-hmm. And they're eating better than me, and I'm working two jobs. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> but my thing is, how you hold up, wait a minute, wait a minute, y'all. But how? And this, this is another problem I got. You know, I know we kind of getting off subject, but this, this has to be said. This has to be discussed. How is it? And I've heard this before. How you come to the welfare office, and, and you got to? I'm trying to watch what I'm about, because I'm really. I know we on. On on the air, but how you come into the welfare office 
and, and you and you riding better than the employees in there. You riding on twenties and and you riding on whatever they whatever you know expanders and all this stuff. And you got a grown ass a, a, a drug dealing. You got a drug dealing, quote unquote, live in baby daddy slash boyfriend in the car while you going in the office trying to get benefits. And you you going in the office dressing in Gucci and Cool G and, and you got your hair laid and fried dyed home to the side and you going in the office and you got nerve to ask for some some food stamps and I, and I'm gonna take it a little further because a lot of these foreigners that come over here and, and some of these Africans I'm, I'm gonna get on these Africans real quick because what they do is they come over here they have these hair braiding shops they they over here making all this money. And they not report their income, and then they going up to this office getting all these these benefits when you taking out of somebody else's mouth. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. And that and that's why our social services are going bankrupt at such a rapid pace. There does need to be an audit done all the way across the board. You know, yeah. I'll tell you firsthand. I know I've told you this story. You know. And I, when I had my wreck back in 2004, the insurance company and dealership were haggling over about $2,500, you know, over my truck to get it fixed. So I went over two and a half months without working. I went through all my uh, savings. I went through all my 401K. I went through all my stock purchases and everything. All right? I finally break down and go over to the food stamp office. Now, you've seen my car. I drive a 1997 Chevy Lumina. I know. I know, ladies. I'm silent and profiling in it, but please, hold that. <laughs> you know, that's my Lumina. <laughs> but, but, you know, when I went over there to the office, I hadn't worked in two and a half months. And they told me I made too much to collect benefits. Yeah, yeah, because I, 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 they went over my year of income, you know, and I had made too much to collect on benefits. As I'm walking out, next to my car parks a brand-new uh, Suburban. <laughs> out this lady with, like, six kids, goes walking in there, came out with everything. And that Suburban still had the dealer tags on it. Mm. Uh, now you know. Hey, hey, let's call an ace, nace. You know, yeah, come you, on. If, well, look, if let's talk about it. If you're gonna give a blind lead one, give a blind lead one. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Or else have these people audit these people are giving this away and start get, taking away jobs for blindly giving away stuff. And uh, you know, have an overall audit. And let let's go ahead and give the people that. Need this these programs get it? Let me ask you this, Jr. Like, let me ask you this because I've I've I've, I've we've discussed this on this show um, before. I, we briefly discussed this on the show last season. Do you think that the government should when, when you when you speak of audits, do you mean as like them randomly giving drug tests out? I mean, do you think that they should drug test anybody that's on these benefits, and now including unemployment benefits, or do you think that's a totally different thing since people are paying into that? But do you think that the government should start uh, 
doing background checks or start or uh, a random drug testing on these people? Should they be made to come in and do that? All right. Now, when it comes to audit, I do I do believe first firmly there should be a random drug test if you're collecting benefits. Okay. But when mm-hmm. I mean audit, this is what I mean. I mean that there are people that are here illegally collecting under their real names and working under the fake names. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like I said, I know firsthand some of these people. It may make me a hip trick. You know, I, as far as technically I'd be obligated or whatever to turn them in, but you know what, the way I look at it, that's the government's job to find them, not mine. You know? Yeah. I'm not here to make the government's job any easier. They don't make mine any easier. But, uh, you know, that's what I mean. I mean, there is no reason, none, for a perfectly healthy 20-some-year-old person, okay? If the economy's down and this and that, okay, I can get it. But if they're just turning down work, and I've heard this out of friends of mine, Oh, I'm not working at, uh, you know, I'm not working at and fill in the blank on whatever the business, you know. I have a friend of mine that has done nothing but work at fast food joints trying to make a living, you know. And people that are unemployed and go bounce around from job to job to have the nads to make fun of him because he's working at Taco Bell or Wendy's or, you know, whatever. And them are the same people that are collecting off the system. Mm, mm, you know, mm. but, uh, you know that's what I'm saying. If you ain't disabled and you're collecting, you should have X amount of time to find a job. You know, one of my yeah. views I kind of share with Jr. that you was referring to earlier is, you know, unemployment. You know, you've paid into the unemployment. If, right. You know, if you paid you paid into the unemployment, you're entitled to it, take it. But the public assistance, welfare, food stamps, I'm all for it helping out those people that really need it. However, I got nothing against the drug test at all. Because we to help you out, we expect you to take what money you got and be doing it, making good decisions with it, not dumping it into drugs. Yeah, I, I mean, I know, I, I, I've know known people throughout my life, okay? And this is back in my younger days when uh, my mother and I, uh, when I was a kid in school and my mother was uh, living in income-subsidated apartments because she was disabled and couldn't work, you know? Mm. And I know two people that lived in them apartments that collect the food stamps and would trade off you know, they like they trade off two dollars of food stamps for one dollar in cash. Girl, so they, uh, yeah. Everybody knows. Everybody knows something Biden done that before. That people selling food stamps two for one. Yeah, like you said, two for one. Yeah. Everybody selling no food stamps now. You but you know what? Like I said, people gonna find a way around the system because they think they thought about putting them food stamps on that that voucher card or that food stamp card. They think they was gonna stop that. Nah, they didn't stop that. No. They didn't stop. Not at all. But you know, okay. I think it's sad. I think it's sad because 
they're selling their stamps, but the stamps are made for the kids. You see what I'm saying? And and there and and then in the middle of the month, where is the food for the kids? You just sold all the stamps. Now you don't have enough for your your kids. Now you go into the pantry, which I feel that is so wrong. Right. You know. And you know what? I've heard of that. I've heard of people that they get these these stamps and then they sell them all up. They they got hundreds of dollars of stamps. They done sold them all off. And like you said, by the end of the month, there, there's nothing. Um, not even by the end of the month, but the middle of the month, it's just yeah, there's nothing. You're right. Yeah. And see, see, you double dip, and at this point, at that point, I think you double dip because you already were given the resources to to take care of you and your children. Now, you want to double dip and go out, and you you. It's like you being greedy. No, that, that should have been. Some of them, and you know, some of them, and not even going out doing anything. You know, they said they're doing crack, they're doing paint thinner, they're doing whatever. Hey, whatever you call, you can get high off of toothpaste. Whatever they, they now they they got some new drugs doing anything, but they're not thinking about the kids' safety. Yeah. Yeah. You that, know, and it's it, sad. It absolutely is. Yeah, you know, and. and but, but, you know, that's where that old passage of, about, you know, yeah, giving a starving man a fish to eat, you ain't really helping them, you know, but if you teach them how to fish, you teach them how to live, you know? Yeah, and I think yeah. that's what we need more of. We need more of the job training. We need more um, programs you know, that they're going to get what they need. But see, I totally agree, but these, but uh, I don't know. This is what we need two more of. These parents, like, like I totally agree with you uh, about that. You know, we need more job training and everything. But you know, and I'm not saying take away from the, you know, but my tax dollars are paying for this. Your tax dollars right. are paying for this. But make them get out there and work instead of waiting for a check once a month or something. You know what I'm saying? If they're not even using it for the kids. Do some real evaluating these homes. Because I'm telling you, some of them getting home, they're sitting up there big and just stinky and houses are tore up. You know, you go in the house and you smell the house before the house, even, the door even open. I, I know what you're saying there. You know what I'm saying? I mean, if you think about that, look how they, these children are living. You know, yeah, I'm mean, right about that. I'm, I know a couple of people just sit on their tails, wait for their check. I only think they get in the bathtub. Yep, I know. <laughs> <laughs> they just sitting there waiting on a check once a, once a month. Then they take the money and don't even think about the kids going to school nasty. I'm telling you, I'm just sick of it. And let me tell you this. Don't you hate to see, come on now, and I'm just going to keep it real. These people, and you know, like I said, you got to use your food stamps, you got to use them. But when yeah. people use their food stamps, why are they buying all this junk? Yeah. Hello. Hello. You ain't you ain't buying no fresh greens, no no poultry, <laughs> no. <laughs> no. <laughs> you ain't buying no no hallmark, no damn black eyed peas. You buying all these cupcakes and ding dongs. <laughs> 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 All them damn powder glaze donuts. <laughs> and then you know, your kids got diabetes and they and they can't breathe. 
They walking around. Can't even walk up the steps. They about to fall out. Who sit up here wondering why? Family looking like the nutty professor live. (laughs) 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 Oh my god. That's a damn oh. shame. That's why I said. I mean, we laughing about this stuff. This stuff is really happening. That's true. Really happening. I mean, it and is. I, but you know what? And and then not only that, and they they taking their money and giving it to uh, some uh, some man living with them. Oh Lord. Yep. Come on now, you have to think about that. Oh, he's taking all the money and mistreating the kids. That's horrible. Yeah, that's public, true. Public assistance. Assisting. This is not for your man. This is not for you. It's for the kids. And when they get make this made up in their mind that this money for the kids, they need a way of making sure that the kids get the money. Hey, I, I, guess, I, tell mm-hmm. I tell you what we need. We need some common sense in all this. That's mm-hmm. what we need. Some old school common sense. Come on. You know, we we need. We need someone that people in office that ain't afraid to call it as they see it. But you there's see? one fundamental right. problem with all this. What's Common that? sense and government are two things that shall never meet. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. You ain't lying. Why? Why? Why is that? <laughs> well, yeah, it's it's an impossible. Common sense politics is an oxymoron. It don't exist. Well, I I totally agree. I disagree partially, and this is why. It's because we have been brought up, our generation, all right? Mm -hmm. Our generation was brought up to think that we are the ones working for the government. We forgot that it's the other way around, you Mm -hmm. know? If you're dissatisfied with that government, you need to take action for it. Like, like whenever, whenever I vote, okay, I, just because just I agree more with one party than the other, believe me when I tell you, I don't vote straight line, you know? And we, like, we know what, we just, we talked about that last show, the, you know, the, the, the forbidden show that we ain't going to never talk about no more because it's so catastrophic, but we brought that up. We brought that up how a lot of people were being raised to this thing because, you know, I'm going to go in that voting booth and I'm just going to vote. Straight party. I don't even. They don't even know who the people are that are on the ticket representing them, but they feel that because that person's a Democrat. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, I, I I look at their voting records. If these people are making six-digit incomes, okay, five and six, high five and six-digit incomes to represent us, and yet they're only showing up to vote fifteen percent of the time. If I show up fifteen percent of my work days, I would be fired. Yeah, you know, you're right about that. You're yeah. right about that. Amen so, to that. So why are people? Why are we not holding our politicians accountable? You well, know, you know people. You know, I think it's a it's an inherited ignorance. I think it's a passed down ignorance because we feel like, well, you know, because my mama and my daddy and my grandmama voted this way, I got to vote this way. You know, like I right. said, you know, like I mean, you, I mean, like people say that about religion. People pass ignorance down through religion. People pass ignorance down through politics as well. It's it's the same thing. Hey, my in-laws are just like that. 
I, and this ain't no joke. They don't care who's running. They will vote straight down Democrat. David Duke could run as a Democratic candidate, and they'd vote for him. Mm-hmm. You know, just because he's got that D beside his name. Yeah, and you know that's really an old—it's an old school way of doing it. That's the way it used to be done. Yeah, absolutely. But you know, I mean, we live in the times now. We, especially with the economy the way it is, and, and, and as far as the—I mean, education system, how it's, it's just crumbling and everything else. We're living in a time where we can't afford just to to have that way of thinking no more. We can't just just be allowing anybody to. You know what I'm saying? Like, we, we just can't allow that no more. You have to know who you letting into office. A lot of times you get caught up in that, and they know people get caught up in that. And, and that's how we get these people in office that don't do anything. And, and see, see, people don't realize how irresponsible we really are with our own words, you know? Yeah, we really got to watch everything we say anymore, you know? Right. They, 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 like, for example, you hear Republicans nowadays talk about, oh, Obama did this and how the economy's tanking and this and that. Hey, look, let, call a nation ace. This dates back all the way to Bush Sr., you know? Because the, the, Clinton, the Clinton surplus, let me tell you about the Clinton surplus. This was the Clinton surplus. This is what he called a surplus, okay? The federal deficit was not at zero enough. It hasn't been since Benjamin Harris, okay? The, what, what the Clinton surplus was was a surplus based on the uh, uh, annual fiscal spending, okay? Now... That's not to say that if they didn't stay with the Clinton pay-as-you-go program, that it would eventually have paid off the surplus. That is one thing that Bill Clinton did do right, not to spend more than what they were bringing in. I fully support him on that, okay? But to say that the entire economy was a surplus is just ridiculous, all right? But we were in a better state than we were now. As a matter of fact, I read a poll the other day that stated Bill Clinton's popularity numbers are higher now than they were when he was president. But you know, like most people say, like most people say, you really never really appreciate what a president does until he's out of office. Exactly. You know. You know, and, and, and this this is my thing. You know, what really killed me is how like they were all the Republicans were all saying before the um, Democratic. National convention. They were talking about well, they kept on asking this question, and I think I just thought it was just really stupid. It just it really demonstrated their ignorance. But why would you ask questions? Are we better off today than we were four years ago? That goes without even saying. Yeah, it, it uh, you know, it, it's like I said, we we really as people living in this fast-paced society where, where information comes at a now glance, okay, as I like to refer to it, uh, you can look up anything. Nothing is secret anymore, okay? No. But the thing that always has to be kept in mind is this. 
His words are just that, words. You and I can hear the exact same sentence and get two totally different meanings out of it mm-hmm. based on what the structure is, you know? It doesn't mean either one of us is wrong. It's just that's how we see it, you know? Now, we we as people have a overall duty to start educating the younger generations, you know? That we need to show them the mistakes of the past and how they were resolved. Yeah, and I agree with you entirely on that. I do. But that seems to be the, regardless of what one's party stance is or political affiliation, that seems to be the biggest universal problem is finding a way to get people to give a damn. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. That that is absolutely true, that, which is why both parties are now going after, you know, the foreigners, that that, that the minorities and stuff, you know, and, and FYI, I, Seneca, I know you know this, bro, but me, I'm mm. from Puerto Rico, you know, I know I sound mm. white. <laughs> But but no, you know it, it, it's one of these things where it, it, people like people like a white man brother. Yeah, I got to throw that in. <laughs> people don't start giving a damn until it immediately affects them. Right. You know, and by the time that happens, it's too late to do anything about it. Well, yeah. and the other thing is, and I don't know if it's to coin a psychological term, learned helplessness. But it seems like the people that are affected, they don't give a damn enough to do anything about it. Uh, absolutely. And you I know, don't know why, but I don't know. Well, for years, years, years now, the government has been dipping in the Social Security system, which was supposed to be a lockbox, never to be messed with by our federal government. Both parties have been guilty of it, you know, in order to pay the debts from other areas. You know, this is something that we've been putting our money into, and over 50% of us may not see it, you know? Sure. So, you know, these are things that when all this comes to face, when Social Security goes bankrupt, when all these federal programs that people have been milking end up going bankrupt, and all of a sudden they're getting IOU vouchers, and we're (laughs) saying, the 1970s, we're standing in line for two hours to use our ration card to get gasoline. You know? Then you're going to start seeing an outcry from people. Then you're going to start seeing the people speaking out against these atrocities that are going on within our own government. Uh, these corruptions, uh, they be, because, look, the worst thing that happened to this country is the passing of now, okay? Now, that, back when Clinton was in office, and I have to admit, when Clinton was in office, I didn't like him a whole lot. But one thing I still am not a big fan of was NAFTA. Yeah, I never, because a lot of our jobs went overseas with that. And for those who don't know much about NAFTA, can you guys explain what that is and what that has caused because I really, because I, you know, when that first came out, I was—I ain't gonna lie to you—I was kind of young. So you know, 
But wasn't that like when we saw all those commercials on TV in the 90s talking about uh, make sure you buy U.S. Yeah. stuff and all yeah. that crap? Was it kind of around that time when they used to have those commercials? And, and, you know, they, they what, what they should have done, how it should have been worked, was for a more even trade. None of this five of yours for one of ours. It should have been a one-to-one at bare minimum. Like, you know, I'm very, I'm very, as I've owned my own company, you know. So me, I, I'm, I can understand the corporate side of things. Okay, I was never a corporation. I was an LLC, but I can understand it. You know, I can understand a CEO's and a founder's point of view. Now. With that being said, I also do believe this. If you're going to move your company overseas, such as our Dell, such as uh, Delphi, you know, GM, uh, just just insert company in the blank, you know, as they have done to get cheaper labor, then, you know, the company, the only company I've known of to done it right was Delphi. When Delphi opened up a plant in, uh, dang, uh, Mexico, and closed the Richmond, Indiana plant. You know what they done to them people? They gave them all severance packages with a payout on the retirement. Plus, the company paid for education for them to go back to college and study a new career line. Actually, mm-hmm. I believe that that was a governmental partnership between the unemployment and the government and the company, both, wasn't it? I do believe so. Because I know I'm originally from Connersville. Oh, okay. And when, and when they lost their Visteon plant, I'm it was the government that paid for two years of college to, for people that didn't have it. I'm passing your hometown right now. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm off my way to Cleveland tonight. But, uh, that, yeah, that it was my hometown. That was where I was born and raised until the last five or six years. But all right, yeah, and that town, you know, it used to at one time. And you know, and speaking of things like this and on this subject, that's a really good example of, you know, Connersville's a small town that's kind of in the middle of nowhere in East Central Indiana, and yep. doesn't even the town doesn't even have an interstate that goes through it. I mean, the interstate's 15 miles north of Connersville. It doesn't even have an interstate. But at one time, it was one of the biggest booming industrial towns in the state of Indiana. I mean, you had Roots Blower there that put, uh, run, they manufactured turbines for nuclear submarines for the military. You had Visteon plant, which at the time was the Ford plant. You know, Ford Automotive and Manufacturing. You had... Uh, Stanton Manufacturing, also a lot of automotive parts and supply dealers. But then they started outsourcing these jobs starting in the 90s overseas to other places, and boom, you pretty much now have a town that might as well be called a ghost town. Wow. You can't drive a block or block and a half, two blocks in any direction without seeing homes that have been foreclosed on. I'm from Jasper, Indiana, originally. And Jasper was known as the wood capital of the world. As a matter of fact, is on their Welcome to Jasper, Indiana sign. Being really? that 
all the major uh, Woodside Greaves were stationed there. Campbell International, Skyline Incorporated, uh, Dubois Wood Products, and so on and so on. They're vastly known for Jasper engines and transmissions, though. But uh, you go through there now, and I've worked at every one of them companies, okay? And you go through there now, Kimball, which when I was growing up, that was the place to work at. It was one of the largest corporations in the world at that time. Their big money maker was Kimball Grand Pianos. You yeah, I uh, was at the maker of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and wow. the plant was one of the uh, uh, forerunners for the government contracts whenever they started big, building their supercomputers, okay? Uh-huh. Now, with all that being said, Kimball is now a shell of the company it used to be. It literally, they shut down almost 45% of their plants. Yeah, I I worked at their plastics plant and shut it down. When I was growing up, Kimball was the place to work at. It was like Ford Motor Company back in the 1930s. You know, you leave Detroit and you work for Ford or GM, you was just the man, you know? Yeah. And now, now there's no job securities within factories. More people are going to ask you this. Do you you think that that's a problem? Okay, um, now, like, do you think that's that's, that's one of the major downfalls of a lot of um, major cities now that we see that are uh, crime-ridden or or, um, full of poverty? Do you think that they kind of made a mistake? I think we lost them. But do you think that's kind of a mistake that they've made by founding their whole um, city on that particular industry or about one major industry? Mm, I think it's a, that's a tough question to answer. I don't know. I think it does seem, as far as industry goes, it does seem like the automotive and industrial industry is probably the most affected by it. Yeah. But as far as some of the other industries go, I'm not real. I'm not sure I'm familiar enough to really say on that. I, I I think part of the issue is is like you know as we we enter into a new age, like a lot of the the industries we see now, the the big time industries are more leaning towards uh, like more of a scientific or more like of a new age type of thing. I think we got our caller back. Jared, is you? Yeah, they are. Okay, yeah. I have a question for you. I was just asking this just as you got um, bumped off. Do you think that the one of the biggest downfalls is, um, like, you look at a lot of the bigger cities that, that were controlled by uh, one major – do you think that there was a mistake by a lot of them by focusing their whole industry – I mean, their economy around that particular industry? And then on top of that, do you think the reason why we see a lot of these cities like that now because it – as we move into, you know, further into the 21st century, more things are more, um, you know, we're leaning more towards uh, science and, and technology like that, and we're leaning towards um, uh, industries that require less human, uh, I guess, interaction or whatever you would say. Do you think that these, all those, uh, all these um, factors are playing into, into um, all that, 
I, I, I believe that the economy is more of the excuse as to why these industries are failing. Um, and, and this is why I say that. Uh, you have a CEO, okay? Now, I'm, I'm going to make this very simple, keep the math very simple. We both know they're going to make a hell of a lot more than what I'm going to say. Mm-hmm. You have a CEO that makes $100,000, okay? Again, let's just keep the math simple. He's got 10 employees making $1,000 a piece, right? The government comes in and says, look, your company made $1 million last year. We're going to have to tax you all at a higher bracket, okay? And because of that higher bracket, it's going to cut into the guy's profits because it's going to cut into his profits. He doesn't want to change his lifestyle, nor should he. You know, I, I don't believe he should because the government can't spend their money properly, you know. So they're going to cut into his money. So he's not going to change his lifestyle. So what's he going to do to make up for that extra $5,000 he may lose out on? He's going to lay off five people to make up for that money. Is it brutal? Of course it is. But... You know, it's just as irresponsible on the government's part to be spending the amount of money they have been. And, again, I say this all the time on both sides of the scale because the Republicans, when Bush was in office, was spending money like a drunken sailor on leave, you know? Mm -hmm. So, yeah, the economy is the excuse. As to why these corporations are failing. Look at Ford Motor Company. Ford Motor Company went to the federal government to take out a loan. You know, one of the federal loans that GM took out, okay? Actually, Ford was one of the few that didn't ask for any of the bailout money. Exactly. The uh, federal government told them, we'll give you that bailout, but you got to start doing this, you got to start doing this. And your CEOs can no longer fly around in their private planes. Ford said, you know what? Thanks, but no thanks. We'll figure it out on our own. You know? And they did. Look how that that company bounced back. You know? I just got a problem with how all these these banks banks have been bailed out, and they don't want to do shit for their, you know, their, you know what I'm saying? Their clientele, they don't want to do anything for us. Like, but they they took that bail out though, Wall Street, all them. You know, yeah, yeah. And, and and you can't even get a basic loan these days. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. But they don't even yeah. want to work with like these credit cards. They don't want to do it. This is like they took all this money and they were bailing out, but they don't want to help anybody else out. Yep. It's sickening. You know, they, but they, uh, you know, some companies, such as Chrysler, perfect example of it, paid all the money back plus all the interest way before it was due. You know, Chrysler's off the hook now from the federal government. But then again, mm-hmm. the expansion project up in Tipton, Indiana, failed drastically. You know, they built a whole new plant, this and that, about... I think it was six months before they were set to open and start hiring. They just shut their doors. The plan wasn't wow. even built, and they just, you know, said, eh, 
on 31, you'll see it on the right-hand side. See, now yeah. tell me they built this, like, in, this infrastructure, well, infrastructure, built this whole entire, like, you know, and was ready to open and they just changed their mind. Like, this, and it's just still sitting there. Yeah. They, uh, they, the, the whole outer shell of the building's done. You know, wow. it, it, all, all the machinery was getting ready to get moved in. They had already had all the people ready to be transferred over there because what they were going to do, they were going to shut all their Kokomo plants down and move them all to the Tipton plants, you know? Well, and, you know, I can't help but wonder, too, in some of those situations, and Connorsville being a case in point that I've seen this with, you know, had they worked out a deal with the city on like, hey, you know, this city's going to give us the, give us this type of a multi-million dollar tax break over a certain period of time, and then as of course city politics goes, you got to pass it through your town board or city council or whatever, and then sometimes if they don't make it or if that doesn't pan out, the companies pull out the door. Yeah. Which I believe was a problem with Bright Point until the governor stepped in and gave them all the tax cuts they wanted before they finally moved here from California. Yeah, because, you know, if you can give them the tax breaks for to run the business, then, hey, you know, that means it's going to be a less, less of an operating cost. So that's something, too, that, you know, they're going to be more likely to listen to. Yeah, it, it – uh, you know, I I, I just as I, I just I just see uh, it's like I said I've been on both sides of the spectrum. I, I'm currently on the working man side of the spectrum, but I've been on the older side too. It was a bit major company I owned, but I had 16 workers. You know, it worked. You know, we we had three big contracts, and you know, my my company I ended up selling it. As the fuel costs started to raise, you know, and uh, I know that once it became too much for me to run because the operating costs were just raising that high, that's where I had to fail, you know, Mm. get off that overhead out from underneath me and bam, done deal. There was a company interested in it. They wanted one of my larger contracts. I said, take it. They got me all out of all my debt, and all my workers were secured jobs with them. You know, so it worked out all the way across the board. Uh, you know that when uh, when companies like, for example, in Plainfield, where I live at, uh, uh, Walmart had pulled out from their building. I think it was like six, seven years ago, to build a super Walmart. There are very few companies that can take the size of an old traditional Walmart, you know. Burlington just now bought out that area. So I'm expecting... Oh, yeah, yeah, I've seen where they're going to be building that Burlington out there. Yeah, that's going to be... Yeah. Yeah, my sister got a job over there. (laughs) Oh, wow. That's good. Hey, and believe it or not, my wife is going to try to get a job there, too. Yeah, that's a good place to work. I should... Well, if you listening live, I said Burlington seems like that's the place to go try to get a job right now. 
Yeah. And, and two, talking about a automotive industry and or even just industry in general and booming stuff. I currently reside in the town of Greensburg, and down here, this new Honda plant that's less than five years old, it yeah. is now fully running up to full speed, and they just hired a whole boatload more people. They've not laid off yet. Oh, wow. Yeah, I mean, you know, there's some places out there, but then again, you figure it's Honda. It's a foreign foreign car maker. I mean, for some reason, they do seem to do a little bit better than some of the American industry car makers. But, but you know, I don't know how Honda runs things. My wife used to work over at Toyota. Mm-hmm. And over at Toyota, yeah, I remember a bunch of people when Toyota first opened up in Petersburg. Uh, I, I, a personal friend of the family that worked for a company I mentioned earlier, Skyline, worked at Sonic for 26 years, four years away from retirement, right? Left yeah. to over there to uh, Toyota because they were starting them out at $17 an hour. She was only making about $14 an hour over at uh, Stalin, right? Okay. Left to go over there and lost her job there after like three months. If you don't keep, I know if you don't stay up to par with the numbers, if you st- have to ever stop the line, if you get injured, you lose your job. I know way too many people that that's happened to. Yeah, and they're like, oh, my God, what do I do now? Yeah, I mean, there, there are good benefits to it, but, you know, it, you pay the piper, you know? And, again, I don't know if Honda's like that. I know Chrysler isn't, although they got people laid off. At least that's something, you know, they get injured. they got the packing of the union to make sure that they don't lose their job over it. Yeah, you know, I don't know if Honda's a union plant or not, but I think, I think a lot of these plants. Um, what, what do you guys feel about the unions? Like, um, I mean, I, I feel like a lot of these these plants and these um, factories need to be on the union because they take advantage of a lot of the employees. Well, I've got a theory on this. I can see where the union, like anything else, has pros and cons to it. But I will say this, any time that the government wants to stand up, say, for example, state of Indiana and the state of Wisconsin, and they are so anti-union, the minute that they are taking that standpoint, I have to sit there and wonder if they aren't doing more good than harm if the government wants them out. Just like Where is the point? I mean, I don't know. I don't have the answer to that on what the final say-so is, but, yeah, it makes me immediately suspicious when the government says, we don't want the unions here, and I go, why? <laughs> what what you hide? Yeah. Exactly, exactly. I feel, I mean, it's like, I mean, I think, you know, I don't know. I'm not going to put them there, there's a factory on the west. I'm not gonna listen. I really think that since they're not a really, they're not really a union based 
factory, I think that they get away with a lot of stuff, and a lot of people aren't prone what they do and they don't have their union backing and it's like you know they don't necessarily want to condemn unions but still at the same time they don't want to be a union based factory and I've seen a lot of stuff where I mean if they had their union it wouldn't be happening yeah I don't know So, yeah, I think we lost Jr. again. But uh, I'm getting into some dead zones that I know about where he's at. <laughs> that means he's going westbound on seventy. <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay. Well, I want to do this story real quick, and I think both y'all can get a kick out of this one. We started this talking about this story the other night, but y'all know how. There's all kind of apps for everything. You can get them on your your your, your iPhone. You get them on your Android. You can get them on your tablet. Whatever whatever you want, whatever you need. You know what I'm saying? If if, if you need an application to get your crusty toes done, <laughs> there's an app for that. And there's an app that'll at least tell you where to go to get it done. <laughs> oh my God! <laughs> if, if you need an app to tell you, well, you trying to find, you trying to find a, a fried chicken joint. I mean, yeah, there's something for everything. <laughs> but but this particular story is centered on Grinder. Now y'all know yeah. what Grinder is. Well, go ahead and tell them for those that don't know. Well, Grinder is a quote unquote. In the gay community, it's, it's a friends finding phone app. A gay man social networking app. Yeah. Also known as GPS based hookup. <laughs> and the reason why we're talking about this is because, last, well, a couple of weeks ago when the Republicans had their. Um, their their national convention in Tampa, Florida. Let's mm-hmm. just say um, Grinder has some unbelievable unbelievable statistics, pretty much, and pretty much they blew that application up so bad that like they said numbers, it was just ridiculous. So I'm gonna read you this article really quick, um, brought to you by Current. And the in the name of the article is called Sex App Report Surge in, in Use During the RNC Week in Tampa. This story was written by Joe Piazza and it reads as such Grinder, the friend finding phone application that has become a popular destination for gay men looking for to meet up, experience a surge in traffic in the Tampa area during the Republican National Convention this week. According to the figures provided by Grinders Analytics Department, the application was on track to experience a more than 200% increase in logins this past week compared to the numbers from the first three weeks of August. The average number of logins for the first three weeks of this month was 2,207, 
the week before the Republican National Convention when when the expected 50,000 GOP members, media, and protesters descended on town. The average number of logins increased 25% to 2,746. The application averaged averaged 1,079 users per day for the five-day convention activity was booming in Tampa. The five days of the convention that had been reported was set a weekly pace of 7,558, a 242% increase from the first three weeks of August. So I'm just telling you, the numbers don't lie. And for all y'all Republicans sitting around there want to condemn gay people and this, that, and the other, but y'all down there on these applications, you probably got wives at home, and y'all creeping and sneaking around when y'all out of town. Y'all need to be ashamed of y'all nasty selves. But yet y'all want to vote against gay people and, and gay marriage and gay rights. There's something wrong with that. Yep. That's something. All fun and games in the Republican Party until you get caught tapping your toe. Mm-mm. <laughs> And speaking of which, I want to get on this story. We might we gonna we gonna pick up on this story. Uh, we, I'm gonna really I'm gonna get the facts on it and get some more facts on. It. I, I want while we talking about this. Um, did y'all hear about that preacher down in Atlanta that was giving uh, all them women in that church HIV? I heard something about it, but I don't know if it was true or not. That's true. Yeah, that's true. It happened. They said this man. But we don't have the article next week on next week's show. So I really want to get on that because we in the next show we gonna be talking about these churches. Yes, so that's right. one of them that's churches right. that we gonna talk about. And can 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 one week we talk about now? I don't have anything against this, but every time I I decide to go to uh, the stoplight, I don't have a problem with giving my money, but I do have a problem with these people with these signs. Homeless and need money fast, and I look around and I look up, and they're jumping in their cars, Mm-mm. or they live across the street in a house. Hey, and, how about and, how about they 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 dress better than you? Help, and that, that's what I, they, I, was, I was scared to say. I didn't know how far you you want to go on the show, but I have a problem with that. Let me tell you for this: talking about the church. Right in one of my churches, I'm not going to name, that woman's husband was standing outside with a sign. And I know he's a retired veteran, and I know he gets plenty of money between her working and him working, and they're standing outside with a sign talking about homeless. And then I called one of my friends. I called one of my friends at my church because I know she was related to the guy, to, to the mm-hmm. girl's, to the guy's wife. Right. And she said, I cannot believe that he was standing out there holding a sign talking about homeless. See, that's what makes me don't want to give my money, because you don't know what, who's what. You don't know. And the yeah, guy, that's right. The you, guy, don't know. You, can't, you can't tell the real from the fake. You can't tell the real from the fake. And, and the guy, I know for a fact, I know where they lived. 
I know all of this. I know he has a car. I know he has it. He's sitting out there with a big sign. That's embarrassing. And not only that, that make you want to don't want to give your money to nobody. That's true. And you, you, and ain't, you like you said, it ain't just Christian. the churches. If he's, yeah. Call yourself a Christian. You sitting outside, you hold the sign, talking about, oh, wait a minute, now get this. One side says, uh, I'm a retired veteran, no money. The other side talking about, I don't have no, no kids, and my kids are hungry, so, and he flipped it over. <laughs> And I start to pull over, but let me shut up because I start to pull over and let them have it. But you know, I said every time I'm stopping there, I don't mind giving my money. But you don't, like you said, uh, you don't know the real from the fake. So can, in I, my, can I can I ask thing, a question about that? Days and times, like, you know, I'm not. Ain't nobody trying to get played now. In, in like in these days and times, like, okay, it's hard enough for everybody, and you know, like every, even the people that's working, it's hard for people to make ends meet. Mm-hmm. So if if I if I decided I want to to be generous and 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 and, and give my money, I don't want to be played. You know right, what I'm saying? Like right. you, I, I'm up here struggling just like you. Why would you be out here doing that? You know, you and leave. I some of the exact same thing like she's talking about. I seen like here at our local Walmart, if somebody's gonna be panhandling, that's where they're out there holding their side, the entrance and exit to Walmart. And I've seen them out there, and I've seen cars stop by and give these people food, give them sandwiches, give them food, give them canned goods, and they'll take it and they nod their head and say thank you, and they turn around and they set it in a pile, and they got this pile of stuff there, and they're still stand. Then they turn right back around and get out there by the road real quick with that sign that says hungry, need food, and money. Wait, it's like no. just brought you a hot sandwich. You said you're hungry, but you got a stack of them over there and don't give it up. No, listen to this. No, listen to this. I pulled up, and one guy had a sign that says, hungry, horny, and needs work. Horny. What? I said, horny. I said, what? And you know, some some desperate they gonna say, "Well, they gonna be stopping." You need some because they gonna need some twenty. Wow, buddy, he trying to get free. He trying to get a free sandwich and get a free some free. I'm not gonna say that on air. I said, no, but I'm serious. He, I promise, horny. Yeah, and you know, somebody will stop. And you know, you need something. <laughs> <laughs> I said, hold up, honey. I said, honey. I never thought of putting a sign out for it. Hell. (laughs) (laughs) I said. That's just a joke, by the way. (laughs) I got got some hot perch for you, baby. (laughs) 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 I play perch, grill with some fried on side. (laughs) I'm like, what in the world? What is this world coming to? I don't know what this world comes to, but it's bad. That's bad. Like, I mean, but they did like a, uh, I think they did like a, uh, a special like on Dateline or something about this girl in New York that did this stuff. And, baby, let me tell you, she came, when she left that corner, she walked on, baby, she had that act down pat. She was bent over that damn cane, walking down that street, got that can out. And then they 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 followed her, and then at the end of the day, babe, she had she had it down 
to a sign, but she, she worked like a nine to five after in them street hustling. Uh, just by the girl, she went around that damn corner and got in that Escalade, baby. She whipped their hair out. Their hair went down her back. Baby, she wore some damn food, boot girls. She, you couldn't tell her nothing. She was going shopping in downtown New York, honey. No. And it's the same one, baby. She made hundreds of dollars a day. And they followed her, and they called her out, and she she ain't had nothing to say. But, you know, I mean, but you know what was sad about it is that's just one of thousands and thousands thousands of people that do that stuff daily. And you know in downtown Indianapolis, they, they cut out that panhandle, so the people are starting to move out towards suburbs, and they're starting to get all, all these on these ramps and these freeways and stuff like that. That's I right, think that's man. right there. I don't want to buy walk. My car. Mm. You know, I don't believe I didn't mind giving it, but you know, when I seen uh, that guy out there with that sign, I know he has a home and has a wife, you know what I'm saying, is getting the income. It's just horrible. That's sad. Yeah. I mean, but my thing, this is what I'm saying, though, like, I'm scared to even stop and talk to these people today because people today are so ruthless and evil. You 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 stopping the thing that you helping them out, and they could be ready to rob you. And, but you want to give, and you, I mean, you got to be careful. You can't you can't even help people out on the side of the road. It's sad that you want to help them out, but it's just like you don't know what people got up their sleeves these days. And I'm sorry, at the end of the day, you really got to look out for yourself. You got to look out for yourself. And on that note, this is my little public safety announcement on that one. If you see someone that's broke down and you do want to try and help them, just contact your local law enforcement agency and let them go check it out. Oh, okay. That's that's the appropriate way to handle that. Now, of course, if you see the 85-year-old lady over there broke on cyber, maybe you might want to stop and check in on her. However, don't forget, baby. if someone is suffering from Alzheimer's, they can screw your world up. <laughs> and she's live with a full-out front volume. You never know. Break yourself, baby. You don't know what she was on her way to eat. You could have been on her way to food damn deep. You don't know. <laughs> Y'all sitting up here going still far from that old head. Oh, let me let me tell y'all something. Let me tell y'all, and I'm telling everybody that's in the listening audience, if you still want to call in, you got a little time, 646-915-8200. Let me tell y'all something. Y'all better stop feeling sorry for these old, haggly-ass women and these old men because I'm telling you this now. Just because you get old don't mean you lose your sex appetite or your desire to get your freak on. Y'all been starting to for these old-ass people because, honey, them going to be that main ones that put that old stanky cat on your man and turn oh your man God. out. I said they got stuff out here that make these people turn into Superman and Superwoman, and y'all want to sit up here and just start for these old-ass people. Oh my uh-uh. God. Ain't nothing changed. Ain't nothing changed except they age. <laughs> but they still, I, and you know it's late now, so I'm just gonna talk. You know, I'm gonna, you know, I'm gonna be honest. They still want to suck, and they still want to get fucked. Oh my God. 
Y'all better stop feeling sorry for these old people. Hey, if you look, there's a lot of older people on sex offender registry out there. <laughs> oh, please. Letting them lay hands on your children. It's time to lay hand on your children in Jesus' name. Y'all better quit doing that stuff. Stop about let me give let me give uh, your your son a spiritual bath. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, now what kind of foolishness is that? The prophet talking about how to get him a spiritual bath. Mm-hmm. You got good, you got good. If you got any sense, honey, you better wake up and smell the coffee. <laughs> <laughs> and you know it, it's true, but it's sad. I mean, you have to watch. If you have kids, you got to watch everybody these days. From your babysitter, your minister, yeah, yeah. church, Ooh, your Lord, in the your teacher. This, this is what I'm saying, y'all. Y'all, some of these people need to quit. Um, have letting their kids spend the night just any old place. Stop letting your kids run the street and just do whatever they want to do. And, you know, and I got some parents from letting their kids go with these, you know, these grown ass people. But see, you don't that's know what we. But see, that's where we were. That's where you 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 got these uh, babies raising babies, or babies having babies. They don't know no better. Mm-hmm. I, I just, it's sad. I, I tell you, it's, it's just a sad thing. They think they think they back in the day. Mama, I want to go over there and go over there and stay all night with this. You don't even know nothing about them. They be like, oh, go ahead and go, baby. Go ahead and back. Instead of checking, you know, checking the background of the, the people. I, yeah, I you're right. Care. You're right. You don't you're have right about Let me let me talk to the parents if it's okay. And see, nowadays they don't even nowadays. Uh, it's not. It's, it, it, it's nowadays. What I'm trying to say, it's not safe to do that. Okay. Okay. Well, since we on this time, I gotta ask y'all this: What do y'all think? You know, these girls that get caught up must be older men, and the older men go to jail. These girls, fourteen, fifteen, sixteen. And these, like, let me tell you something. I think these young girls know what they're doing. Yes. They ain't yes, stupid. They, I when they get caught, they want to cry wolf. Yeah, that's you, what they're doing. Yeah, but you know what? It doesn't give the, and I'm not going to just fight. It doesn't give the grown man to know. They know these, no, no, these no. are kids. You know, they know these are babies, but, you know, some of these young ones be leading them on, and but they should know the, the right way to say yes or no. But right. some of these young kids, if they, they do it in a way because they've been, uh, promiscuous and doing all this stuff ever since they probably was three, which is wrong, and you know what I'm mm. saying? And, and then they, they get up here with these young men, they get caught, and then they want to cry wolf. And okay, exactly. he did that. And, and this That's is something right. about too. Like, I, I noticed how some of these mothers put their kids out here, like in these pageants, or like like you said, like that new that new show, which I ain't watched it, I refuse to watch it, called that, that girl called Honey Boo Boo Child, or whatever her name is. You heard about that? They gave her a show? Yes, that girl got a show. And her mama, they putting her out there. I guess they from Georgia. And her, she just put her daughter out there. Like, I guess she originally won this pageant. And she was giving her daughter, yeah. like, Red Bull and, 
and, she and, does. I've and, seen it. Yeah. I she got a show out now. And see, that's what I'm saying. Then when your child's like another victim like John and they Ramsey, then you want to sit up here on, on TV and cry. Mm-hmm. I said, you putting your daughter out there, you making your daughter a whore. She was like, hi there, boo-boo. That's what the, I, don't even, I forgot what the little girl, how the little girl got called that name. But that little girl had grown. She had grown to me, you, and uh, you on the other end. Mm-hmm. I said, that girl, I said, honey, she going to be a handful. Her mama, I just looked at her mama. I said, somebody need to beat your ass. Uh, and you don't need to beat the child ass. You need to beat the mama ass. Mm-hmm. They don't care. They don't care. They spend thousands of dollars on those. You need to do a show on that, too. Thousands of dollars instead of putting it to the child's education college fund, they spend a thousand dollars on them looking like that. Hmm. And they got these, like you said, these sexual predators out there that you know like that kind of stuff. See the little kids made up and all that. That's a hot mess. And my thing is, you you sitting up, they sitting up there thinking that it's innocent. Like they they don't think nothing of that, but you don't know what's who out here. Mm-hmm. So I think somebody asked her in an interview about that, like, what do you think about, like, wrong? I said, she said, well, the wrong man, blah, 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 and this, that, and the other, they got to be sick. I said, um, you're still not answering the question because there are child predators out here. What are you going to do if this happens to your child? You ain't even got no, I just, I don't get it. I said, you sitting up here whoring out your daughter. I said, you get your big nasty ass. No mind. I mean, if you want to be a slut or a whore, you go out there and do that. Mm-hmm. But don't don't put your child out there, especially in the media like that. And all they doing is pretty much making fun of your family. <clears throat> <clears throat> but anyways, y'all, we we at our last ten minutes. I just wanted to take um a few minutes out um. Just to thank everybody that's tuned in tonight. I want to thank our guests for coming on here. Um, I want to thank um, Michael Snyder, as always, our co-host. And like I said, I just wanted to just redo this show because we had a lot of good content that I just wanted to share with everybody, and I just didn't want that to go to waste. And like I said, um, I'm just going to put it out here. The person that... We're going to, we we won't have to worry about that person again on the show. Um, I just think there was just a lot of things that took place the last show. Like, it was just a lot of, um, I don't know, quality issues that we had. And just a lot of, there was just a lot of controversial things that happened last show. And I don't, one thing about it is I'm not here to disrespect none of my fans. And none of my fans and guests on this show will be disrespected. So, you know, um, we're not going to have that. We can have differences of opinion, but we're we going to all be respectful. That's what, we, that's what we do on this show. You see what I'm saying? So I'm just, just putting that out there. I mean, you know me, I'm just going to keep it 100 and keep it real. You know, like I said, we're about uplifting and educating the community. And last show, I just I felt that um, I, I just I kind of let <clears throat> the the fans down, so that's why I wanted to come in here and redo this show tonight. 
And it really turned out to be a good show. I really enjoyed the com- the conversation, the, the dialogue, and I think that's something that we really need. But um, yeah, one more story, and then we're gonna get off here. But pretty much, I just wanted to say, as it stands now, Barack Obama is in the lead right now, and um, right as far as Mitt Romney is concerned, he is probably going to end up losing the swing state uh Virginia, they were saying that. And um let me see. You know, due to some controversy that happened in the media. But in general, like he he's he's ahead right now. He has um two hundred electoral votes and one hundred and 91 electoral votes as it stands right now. So, you know, hopefully that um, that will be a trend that, that continues. I really think that Romney stuck his foot in his mouth when, it, when, he, when dealing with the whole entire attack of embassies and stuff like that. And he was he was more concerned about trying to make a political point of view or a statement out of this instead of you know, being sympathetic to uh, the entire incident himself. So, I don't know. Uh, you had anything to add to that, Michael? Sorry, had a little technical glitch there. Um, no, I, I think uh, you know, seeing uh, the president pull ahead here, I think that's a good thing. I really, and you know, personally, think that be the better thing for the country, considering Mr. Romney hasn't impressed me a great deal. But, no, I'm, I've read those statistics, too. I'm pretty much in a, right on par in agreement with you there. Well, um, I think this is the time the show we're going to wrap up. I'm just going to let you know what we have coming up in the next couple of weeks. Um, coming up in the next couple of weeks, we will be uh, discussing what is the Libertarian Party and what do they have to offer. We'll be talking about how people can get prepared to uh, vote, uh, know your Indiana uh, voting law, your, your where to vote. Um, and we're going to be talking about in the next couple of weeks, and we're, we're trying to get it set up to where we're going to talk about in, employment law here. What does it mean when people say that we are an at-will state? We're going to talk about that. Um Let's see what else we have. Uh, that's pretty much it. Like I said, we're going to be dealing with a lot of things this this year. We're going to deal with credit. We're going to deal with how people can to better their credit scores. What people need to know, uh, just in general about that, and just we're just going to be preparing people clear up until the election, how to get prepared and how to vote who to vote, I mean, not necessarily who to vote for, but how you can educate yourself on the people that are running in office. So other than that, I, I, I mean, I don't know. Did we discuss anything else? Um, I think, yeah, the <clears throat> voter registration, how people can find that, uh, ID laws with uh, voting mm-hmm. this year, and uh, how people would go about registering, I think. Yeah. All right. 
Well, I think that's about it. I just want to um, thank you guys for coming in. Call 331. Do you have anything else you want to add before we get off of here? No, I just really enjoyed the show tonight. And you and your co-host, I think you should keep this going. And mm-hmm. anytime you're on, I'll be on. All right. We really appreciate that. Once again, this is Senator <laughs> Harris and Michael Snyder. Uh, Signing out. Um, catch us next week at on um, Monday night from ten to twelve. I think that's going to be the new schedule for now. But uh, um, catch us next week. We're going to be talking about um, what is a libertarian and what do they have to offer. A lot of people don't know much about that, so we're going to uh, be discussing that. So until then, um, take care, and we will catch you next week. 